Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for October 14th, 2022. And on today's episode, we're going to be previewing the Cowboys versus Eagles Sunday night football. I can't wait to see it. Um, but before we get into the episode, please make sure to go follow my social media accounts, Cowboys Beat on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys Beat over there. And today we have two guests joining me from the Quarterback Factory show. We have Sean and Brendan. Uh, I'll let Sean take it away. Uh, introduce yourself, Sean. Uh, how you doing? I'm Sean. I am a member of the Quarterback Factory Show, beautiful little Eagles podcast that uh, me and uh, my dear uncle Brendan over here, as well as some of our friends, we uh, put together. I'm also an um, Eagles writer for um, Fansided, section215.com, and a uh, senior college analyst for MIPScout.com. Well, and I then, have- uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'll let you take uh, it away. Yeah, thanks. I don't have quite the resume that my nephew has. I'm just a lonely UPS driver like Chris on the side, right, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you could call me the like the head honcho of the quarterback factory, QBFS. We started it back in twenty twenty around when everybody else was, you know, kind of in quarantine, so we couldn't really hang out and watch sports. So we decided to just get together and uh, just to have our own podcast and it's, it's still in the works in the makings we have our ups and downs but it's going good but uh thanks for having us all man really appreciate it yeah absolutely yeah absolutely definitely um and if you guys haven't already please make sure because i know i got eagles fans that watch me uh so make sure to follow these guys on uh on all their social media platforms what social media platforms are you guys on so we're on instagram facebook and tiktok and twitter okay awesome yeah definitely QB factory show awesome Definitely go make sure to check them out. Okay, so I just want to thank the great people over at Thrive Fantasy for sponsoring the show today. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NFL season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Use promo code CowboysBeat when you sign up today and you will receive an 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Uh, the best way to support the page is by supporting our sponsors. So if you guys could do that, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, so Brendan, you were at the Arizona game this past Sunday. What was that like? Yes, I was. It was much like a home game. There was estimated to be 30,000 Eagles fans that made the trip out there. And I tell you what, it was every single much of 30,000 fans out there. It must, it, there might have been more. I know the Philly sports trips and a couple of uh, uh, Bleeding Green Nation, they all had a bunch of 
uh, all inclusive packages going out there and there was thousands upon thousands of them. And we basically just took over the entire town. I mean, I think we took over the entire state. I mean, between the Phillies playoff games and then with the Eagles on Sunday, there was, it was just pandemonium, but it was all in, you know, it was all in good fun. We, but the game was exciting. Um, after they jumped out to a 14 point lead, I'm like, all right, good. But you know, I did get a little nervous when, um, they weren't converting on a lot of their opportunities. Um, the interception by Chauncey Gardner Johnson, they have no points were, um, converted after that, which was very frustrating. And then you saw them just like kind of lay back and it wasn't, uh, wasn't pleasant. I was definitely bite my fingernails a little bit, but in the end they pulled out the victory and you know, W is W. I don't care if it's by one or 30. So, yeah, <laughs> but they, the, 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 the time that I got most nervous was when I talked to Sean about it. We did our QBFS show last night. Uh, I was in the fourth quarter on that last drive and uh, Jalen Hurts hit Devonte Smith right in the numbers. And he was about three yards past the first down marker. And it would have been, you know, if not more points, but at least more sh- off of the clock there. And I was like, Oh shit. <sighs> but the overall experience in Arizona was great. That was my first time out there. Uh, it was my first time at their stadium. It's a beautiful state, beautiful town. It's clean. Went golfing out there, and we pulled out the W and we brought it home. It was a five zero. I went to the Arizona State game out there too. They beat Washington. They were a fourteen point underdog and they won. Wow, that's yeah. huge. That's yeah. like a huge spread right there for them. They were a fourteen point underdog. And they won. Their starting quarterback went down in the third quarter, and they still won. And that was the first college football game I ever went to. So it was, like, wild for me. And, like, it was one of those games where, like, it was their biggest win of the season. So, like, the entire stadium stormed the field afterwards. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was pretty dope. So it just, like, added a little bit to it. Like, I have no, like, emotional investment into that game. Like, my wife's cousin goes to school out there, but that's about it. But it was so cool to be around. Oh yeah, definitely, dude. L A was pretty sweet as well. I was I was gonna try and make the USC game, um, and it was funny. I was like, all right, cool. Starts at like seven fifteen. I land or uh, seven thirty. I land by like seven o'clock. I, you know, I'll make it there by halftime, and then I get a text at like four o'clock when I'm in the plane, and my friend's like, "Yeah, you know that the the USC game already started, right?" I'm like, "Damn." Like four, <laughs> supposed to be four o'clock over there. The time, the time difference definitely changed. Yeah, I was at the, uh, I was at the the Rams uh, Cowboys game. That was a really fun experience. SoFi is just, I mean, breathtaking. It looks. You amazing. go there, you feel the scale of that stadium. I mean, like I was up in the nosebleeds, and I could see the game perfectly fine. Like I feel like if if you're at a game and you don't have to watch what's going on in the screen, that's an automatic W. Um, you know, you, you go to the game to kind of see what's going on on the field. Like, if if I'm just strictly watching the game on just the jumbotron or whatever it may be, like, yeah, that's a great experience. But I don't know. I just prefer watching it on the field. But uh, yeah, I mean, just a great week nonetheless. Yeah, I went golfing out there. I went to Disneyland. So uh, yeah, it Yo, was what's great. their capacity? What's their capacity at so far? It's gotta be close um, to hundred thousand, right? Yeah, I think I think it was around that. Not it, it, it wasn't full though. It was not full. That stadium was not full, which is crazy because there were like way more Cowboys fans than Rams They're fans. Frauds. Oh, I could imagine. I could like imagine. they they completely uh, outnumbered the Rams. I, I was surprised by it. It was funny. Um, 
there was a guy uh, who was chirping the Rams fans. He wasn't like really chirping them. Like he went by like the railing at the top floor and he held like he showed everybody his shirt and it said one true nation. And it was a, it was a Cowboys star and a guy, <laughs> right? Took his beer can and threw it at him. <laughs> I I was just like, cause they were about to get in, like this, the guy behind me and the guy with the beer can were about to get in a fight. I'm like, yo guys, we are on like the, the fourth level up here. You guys start fighting. This could get really nasty. Like really, really nasty. It is not worth it. It is just a football game. You guys don't get paid. Bodies are these falling. Teams. It's it's like uh, I I never understood why people have been so close to throwing hands with each other over a football game. I'm like, none of these teams pay you. These players don't know you. Like even even if you met them like once or twice throughout your life, they don't know you. Like it, it, it makes no sense to me. Dude, some guys, some guy tried throwing hands at me in the parking lot after the Cardinals game. Oh, lovely! It's ridiculous. Dude, that losers is what they dude, are. Dude, I was dude. We yeah. were literally. I wasn't. I I swear, I wasn't being an obnoxious drunk Eagles fan. I was drunk, but I wasn't being obnoxious. We were literally <laughs> just like walking the five of us like joyously, like weren't like yelling, doing nothing. We were just like joking back and forth. And this dude, like 10 feet to my right, wasted. He's like, you're all a bunch of fucking douchebags. And I'm like, you talking to me? Like, what What? what did I do? <laughs> and he was like, you're all fucking scumbag. He just started chirping and chirping and chirping. And I was like, I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. He just like, then he kept egging on and egging on. And he was, I looked behind him and like, he had his buddy behind him. And then I looked like forward and he was going to like, a uh, after-party tailgate for the Cardinals fans. I'm like, this dude's trying to bait me into coming down to his freaking tailgate, and I'm going to get my ass kicked by all these, like, 10,000 pissed-off Cardinals fans. I was like, nah. I was like, he's like, go home and fuck your 350-pound white trash wife. I was like, I will go home. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's. Yeah, and then I said, I said, I will go home and fuck your mother. Thank you. <laughs> See that, that that's just uncalled for. It, it, I'm just like, really and the, you know what the best part about it was? The best part about it was the dude's like, I'm from Delco, and you guys are a disgrace to our area. I was like, you're the one wearing the cardinal shit out here. How are, how are we a disgrace? <laughs> so wait, I, I wonder what this guy's story was. If he flew, if he's been like a lifelong Cardinals fan and flew out there, or if he's an Arizona transplant, because there is a ton of people from like Northeast corridor that transplant. Dude, every everybody I met in Arizona this weekend weren't from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I don't blame the man. I don't blame the man. Look, if I can move, if I can move to the West Coast, I would in a heartbeat. Dude, it was beautiful. Uh, I mean, it, I, yeah. If but I could move out there, I wouldn't a heartbeat. I climbed a mountain. Summer. The four months like <laughs> yeah, of the, that's pretty sick. Like, May to August where you're dying in 115 degree weather. That's the only part that I wouldn't love. But the rest of the year, supposedly Arizona is like 75 and sunny. Yeah, well, you want to know what sucks? Like, like I would love to move out to California. But so I, you know, I rented out a Ford Focus for the week. Mm-hmm. And when I was putting in gas to oh, uh, yeah. give back to the guy who I rented the Turo from, I had like 150 miles till empty. It cost mm. me $70 just to get it from 150 miles till empty to a full tank. Yeah. Like a Ford Focus. Well, it's it's got to be what, like $6 a gallon? I mean, the cost of living in California. It was $5 a gallon in Arizona. I, I, I was sitting there. Like, I, saw, I saw the price keep raising. I'm like, yo, come on. We're getting into the 40s here. We're getting into the 50s. And I'm like, yo, yo just stop. Just stop. 
and then it, it got up to like sixty three dollars or something like that. And I, I I wanted to throw up. It's outrageous. But um, yeah, definitely. So let's get into this game. So the question I have before we you know get into uh, talking about both of these teams are. Who do you think has more pressure on them to win this game on Sunday? The Cowboys or the Eagles? Sean, I'll start with you. Absolutely the Eagles. Um, I mean, when you think about it, the Cowboys are playing with house money right now. They're running with a backup quarterback. Um, and the Eagles are, you know, they're flying high. You're you're a, a team in a top five market with as with, you know, what it seems like an ascending quarterback and an ascending team. Um, it seemed like we were the uh like the dark horses of the you know the nfl coming into this year the the trendy pick the sexy pick whatever you want to call it to uh represent the nfc east and possibly the nfc in the super bowl um you know anytime that you're you know dallas and the eagles it's a it's a classic rivalry it's a in the tiffany division of football and you know what's the bigger stage than sunday night football at home against an arch nemesis when you have a chance to go six and zero and really put a stranglehold on the division the Cowboys are coming in a little bit looser. Like I said, house money. You're playing with a backup quarterback. You've definitely played above your station, so to speak, with some of the injuries that you faced. So I think that uh, the pressure is definitely on the Eagles. Not saying they won't rise to the occasion, but I would I would say that there is more pressure on the Eagles to win this game. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with Sean. I think this is has to Earlier on in the season, I said that if you won against the um, the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night, that was like a statement game for the entire season, which in a sense it, it kind of was. But now that you're still the only undefeated team in the league, um, you have to beat Dallas, one, because they're in your division. Two, I mean, like how, like Sean said, they're playing with house money. They're coming here. You guys' defense is on fire. They're playing their, their hair on fire right now. And they... I mean, it's not like they don't have anything to lose, but they do have something to lose. I mean, the Cowboys, in my opinion, I mean, whoever wins th this division, whether it's the Cowboys, whether it's the Eagles, both teams are making the playoffs, whether it's a wild card or if you or if you win the division. But I do think there is still more pressure on the Eagles because a lot of people are calling it like the fake 5-0 and because, yeah, we beat the Jags, who is a questionable team. We beat the Commanders, who suck. You know, we beat... The Cardinals, who aren't the Cardinals that they used to be, they were down to Andre Hopkins. You know, they're they're running back for unhealthy. There was a lot of excuses for the teams that we have beaten. So now it's like, okay, you're going to play somebody legitimate, somebody who only has one loss, somebody in your division, and with probably one of the, if not the top ranked defense that you're going to be going to going up with. They very they compare very well. Eagles offensive line, Dallas defensive line, and vice versa. But it's going to be a game that I think is going to be one in the trenches. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that Eagles, Eagles defense, Dallas's defense. Off, it's like I said. I think it's just. I think it's going to be an old-school knockout, drag-out, just punch you in the mouth type of football game. And if the Eagles can come out on top with this, then they can say, "Okay, we beat somebody legitimate. We beat a great defense on like at home." And now we go into the bye and come out of it. So, and if they lose, then it's, oh, well, there it is. They played somebody decent. They played somebody good. And now all the question marks come. And then the focus turns on to Dallas. Like, look, they just beat the only undefeated team in the league. Mm -hmm. So that's in my opinion. 
I think this is a race to 24 points, to be quite honest with you. Um, Dallas's offense obviously has been underperforming. They're only averaging about 18 and a half points per game. But, you know, when you have the third ranked defense in the league with two of the top, I think uh, Parsons, last time I checked PFF, Parsons was the third rated edge rusher and Lawrence was 18th or 19th in the league. It's pass rusher. Uh, when you have that type of defensive presence, um, you know, it's it's hard just to, to put up points. So I think if the birds can get out in front early and kind of, you know, pound the rock, which is Cowboys' uh, weakness for all intents and purposes is their run defense right now. They're somewhere 25th or 26th in the league against the run. Uh, that's the key to the game. But if, you know, Micah Parsons can come out there and have a big impact sack or Diggs can, you know, jump a route and, and take one to the house, then that could change the entire tide of the game. So I think it's going to be a, a real classic NFC East type of uh, type of matchup with two teams dogging yeah. it out, and whoever breaks the one before points is going to win. And it couldn't have played out any better. I mean, Sunday like they couldn't have scheduled it any better. I mean, Sunday night football, main stage, yeah, Cowboys, Eagles for basically the, the division and for the top of the NFC for all intents and purposes too. Because let's and face then, it, everybody else is flawed. And yes. then not only that, you have Bills and Chiefs leading up to it. Yeah, yeah, Yo, man, great- dude, d- dude. Honestly, it could this this weekend could be a preview of the AFC and NFC championship games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, hundred percent agree with you. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like the pressures on the Eagles, like because if I'm the Cowboys, I'm going in there. I, I, I didn't think that they were going to win two games, like when they had Cooper Rush in there at quarterback. I was looking at it. I'm like, if, if you can get one or two wins out of these next few games, I'm good. Dak will be back. Maybe you can make a run. Uh, you know, to, to maybe make a push for the division, make a push for the wild card game. I didn't think that it was over when Dak Prescott got injured because I always think that week one overreactions just never end up well. Um, Cowboys were putrid week one, and I understand why people were overreacting, but it it turns out that, you know, the overreactions weren't justified. They're a good team. Like, there's no fans or buts about it. But if I'm the Eagles, yeah, I 100% agree. All the pressure's on them because you're going up against the Dallas team with the backup quarterback at your own place. You guys are on a, you know, a, a, big win streak here five game win streak you got to win this football game like if dallas goes in there and beats the eagles with their backup quarterback that's going to be demoralizing for for the eagles because at that point you're like man we couldn't even beat them with Dak prescott at home (laughs) so yeah no i definitely agree with you guys the pressure is 100 on the eagles going into this uh game but you're definitely right. This game is going to be a uh, slugfest. It's going to be one in the trenches. Both teams are very strong on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Both teams have really good uh, offensive and defensive lines. And I agree with you. It, it's going to be a race to 24 points. It's it's going to be who uh, – it, it's going to come down to who can make a play on you know defense or special teams because yeah. I think that Dallas's defense is, is so good um, – that I think that it kind of makes up for some of the inadequacies on uh, offense. And not only is their defense really good, their special teams unit is fantastic. Like they're pinning guys back to, you know, the 10 yard line. So not only is it, all right, I got to try and score on this defense, but I got to score from the 15 yard line. I got to go 85 yards to try and score a touchdown here against this defense. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough game for both teams. Like there's no fans or butts about it. Um, so that's going to segue into 
our preview for the game. Now, it's good that you brought up that the Cowboys were struggling with their run defense because they are. Like, you know, there's, I mean, they they made some adjustments uh, this past weekend against the Rams. They were very good against the Rams uh, on the ground. The Rams really couldn't get anything going. But I don't necessarily believe in the Rams as, uh, a, you know, a running football team. You know, like I, I don't believe in their rushing attack. Like Cam Akers is all right. Darrell Henderson's all right. Their offensive line isn't good. So nope. the Cowboys were able to uh, to look good on Sunday against the run, but that is that has been a problem for them. And the problem that they're having with their run defense is, I mean, it's simple. It's not the interior runs that are getting to them. It's those uh, runs out to the perimeter where they're having trouble setting the edge. That's where they kind of struggle with. So last year, the Cowboys struggled with their run defense. Um, but I, I kind of looked at last year and I was just like, eh, I'm this could be a problem for that for us. However, I think this year, I think the difference is I think the Cowboys have the proper personnel uh, to be able to make those adjustments. Like, I think that they're so deep within that uh, defensive line and on the linebacker, uh, you know, in the second level there, that I think that they can make those adjustments. But I think that yeah, it's it, it's it's going to come down to uh, who can run the ball better. To be honest with you, I mean, if the Cowboys can run for 150 yards if the Eagles can run for 150 yards. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Um, Sean, what do you think about that? Seeing those slugfests, you know, like we're all, you know, the three of us are all kind of, you know, projecting it to be, um, you know, running for 150 yards and winning the time of possession battle is everything. Um, I do know the Cowboys have struggled a lot with the outside runs, and I think that's a product of, you know, Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence being such ferocious pass rushers. They're looking to get home every play. And, you know, granted, all due respect to both of them guys for what they do, but those pure pass rushers that are looking to get home sometimes fail to set the edge. And when you're failing to set the edge, uh, Van Bresch, solid linebacker, but he's not going to win any sprint competition. So if you can hit the edge on them, you know, Diggs, solid corner, big playmaker, not a great tackler. So if you can get the edge on them guys, you know, you can pop off those 10, 15, 20 yard plays. And, you know, the Eagles are the number one team right now in explosive plays on offense, uh, plays that are, you know, 15 yards or more. I think they have 35 or 36 as of right now. So those can be had. Um, I think the matchup of the game right now is going to be the chess match between Jalen Hurts and Mike Parsons. Um, you know, and it plays into the run the run defense conversation, um, you know, Jalen Hurts is obviously the most prolific running quarterback in the league right now, surpassing even Lamar in rushing attempts and yards per carry. Um, I think he's the league leader uh, amongst quarterbacks and rushing touchdowns as well. If Jalen Hurts can start making the Cowboys pay with his legs, the Cowboys are going to be in a position where they have to keep Michael Parsons as sort of like a spy and stop him from pinning his ears back. But then the onus is on Jalen Hurts to beat the Cowboys with his arm. And then, you know, Jalen Hurts is uh, has obviously improved. But Diggs is a, you know, he's a uh, he's a guy that can bait a quarterback in. So, you know, a young quarterback going up against a, a corner that knows how to bait people in. There's a chance for a, uh, a turnover there. It's really, really going to be an interesting dynamic to see how the Cowboys counter Jalen Hurts and how Jalen Hurts can counter Michael Parsons and company on that defense. And I think that's the biggest matchup of the game. If you can so, take Michael Parsons off the line of scrimmage and make him respect Jalen Hurts' legs, that opens up a lot of things for the Eagles' offense. And what what I'll say is to that, and, and this kind of just shows how deep the, the Cowboys' defense is, if Jalen Hurts is making them pay with his legs, what they're going to do is they're going to keep Micah Parsons uh, where he's at. They're going to keep him rushing the passer. 
they'll go get Donovan Wilson, that the safety who's having a fantastic season. Uh, they'll they'll get him go. Uh, they'll get him in the box, and he'll probably play spot. I mean, that guy is a kamikaze. He he the the speed that he plays with, like he'll miss some plays here and there, but he'll he makes a ton of plays. Like he jumps off the screen. So that's that's what I'll say to that. Um, no. oh, I mean, it, it it just shows like I mean, but but maybe Micah, may, maybe they're just like, yeah, we want to completely neutralize this threat. We like the other pass rushers that we have on this team. Micah, you're just going to spy uh, Jalen Hurts. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did that because I mean, you're absolutely right. What Jalen Hurts has been able to do with his legs is, I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, he's really damn, and he's hard to bring down. Like you got to tackle him, strong guy, if, man. You got to bring him down. So it's not any arm tackles or any. That's why, like, I kind of think, uh, I don't know. He's like the guys. size of Vic with the strength of Cam in their prime. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy's like tree trunks. Yeah. Like, I think that if if I'm in the open field, I would rather try and tackle Lamar Jackson than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts will put a beating on you. Yep. Um, so that's what I'll, uh, I'll say to that. But, um, Brendan, uh, what do you think about this game? Uh, I think as much as we were talking about, it's going to be one in the trenches and it's going to be one with the run game and the, the time of possession. Uh, I mean, just going over what you guys just said, I think it comes down to as well, putting the football in your quarterback's hands to make them win. Yeah. And I think that's where the Eagles would have a slight advantage. Uh, Super Rush. Look, hats off to you. You've done a good job. You've done an adequate job, but you haven't done a great job yet. So the Cowboys offensive line, obviously elite. And the um, defensive line of the Eagles, obviously elite as well. So he's not going to be feeling the pressure. He hasn't felt the kind of pressure that's going to be coming Sunday, Sunday night on him. So it's going to be up to him to think and dunk, get that ball out fast. But then again, you got Darius Slay back there. You got James Bradbury back there. You got Chauncey Gardner Johnson. We're probably getting Avante Maddox back. I mean, linebackers are, are are coming as well. So it's going to be in his hands to try to make plays downfield. And to my knowledge, he's an okay passer. What do you have? Like just like, but you guys have been winning it with adequate offense with a couple plays downfield, or like when Pollard like ripped one off last weekend. Or if he just gets lucky on one, like he hasn't had to have like a 300 yard passing game, you know, and like three, four touchdowns. Like he, he hasn't had that yet. And I think that this will be a huge test for him just to be, a, just to be a quarterback, like a successful quarterback. And so I think if you, that's where I think it, like if you put the ball in Jalen's hands, yeah, he's had, he still has his questions. I mean, I'm a big, Sean knows I'm a, probably the biggest Jalen Hurts supporter, but if you put the ball in his hands, I think he he has the he has the threat to run if that box collapses where Cooper Rush doesn't. I think Jalen has a little bit more field awareness where he knows that he can fit balls in, he can throw the deep ball, and has a little bit more chemistry with his wide receivers. Where Cooper Rush really doesn't have that much speed. I haven't seen him take off for any runs or anything like that. So I think that uh, that is where maybe the Eagles have a little bit of the edge right there, but. If they put the ball in Cooper Rush's hands to win, if you know you're bouncing back and forth in the trenches and you're just looking for that big play, I don't, I don't see Cooper Rush taking the ball going downfield in two minute drill and you know, beating the Eagles in a last minute drive or something like that. As odd as 
pounds. I think um, what you were saying about, you know, maybe running a little bit more big nickel, have uh, your safety come down to the box to, you know, have contain Hertz's legs, so to speak. This Eagles offense is kind of reminiscent of the Cowboys offense from last year, where you have all these different options and ways to beat an opposing defense, whether that be with a deep receiving core, a solid running game, a top tier offensive line, a mobile quarterback. You know, if you're running a big nickel, you're exposing yourself to the potential of, you know, Quez Watkins beating your slot corner one on one down the field Uh, or, you know, Devontae Smith, you know, being a, a top tier route runner beating digs on a double move or whatever the case might be. And I think there's just so many moving parts that are going into this game. It's just, I mean, it's going to be a joy to watch even as a, a, even if you weren't a fan of either of our teams, I think it's going to be a great game. And yeah, I I mean, I think that it's, it's honestly going to come down to like, definitely the, the Eagles, I think uh, without a doubt have a better offense than the Cowboys. I mean, it's not, you can't even debate it. Um, But what I'll say is I think that, the reason why the Cowboys have been winning these games the past few weeks has been because Cooper Rush has not been making mistakes. He's yes. not turned the ball over uh, these past four weeks, and the defense has been making plays. So I believe that the Cowboys can still do that because I think they have a ton of playmakers on that defense. And there's guys like, you know, everybody talks about the Lawrence and the Diggs and the Micah Parsons, and rightfully so. They're fantastic players. They got like, guys that nobody's even heard about like this guy Quentin Bohanna I mean he's like 6'5 360 pounds I mean he's hard to move he's a he's an absolute run stuffer like he's like what the role that Jordan Davis plays for you guys that's mm-hmm. us for for Quentin Bohanna uh Oso Digizua last year uh he really broke out against the the Eagles last year um and he's he's starting to really come into his form Neville Gallimore Tristan Hill uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams. I mean, they just have guys everywhere on that defense that can make a play. So I think if the Cowboys are going to win this game, I think they got to make a play on defense and they just got to rely on, on Cooper yeah. Rush to just continue making little mistakes. If you can win that turnover battle like you have been the past few weeks, um, then then that will make for a much easier uh, game for you. But um. You know, I want to talk about the Cowboys offense. One thing that I've been seeing from the Cowboys offense is Kellen Moore has been doing a really good job scheming these guys open. For as much of a hard time that I've given Kellen Moore over the past year, ever since that Denver game of last year, Kellen Moore has really been doing a a good job with this offense. He's, you know, he's working with the pieces that he has. He's putting them in the best possible position to succeed. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, the offense is doing just enough to win these football games. I need to see a little more. I would feel more confident if Dak Prescott was the quarterback of this game or for the team uh, for this game. But I just think overall as a whole, it's it's going to come down to that uh, that matchup between the Cowboys defense and the Eagles offense. I think that's where the game's really going to be won here because I think that th- those are the best two units on their team. I think the Cowboys have a good de- – or the Eagles have a, a good to really good defense. Um, but I think their offense is a little better. And I think that the Cowboys and the Eagles are uh, – like the Eagles have a top offense, the Cowboys have a top defense, and that's what it's going to come down to. And, uh, you know, it's going to come down to Dan Quinn as well. Like Dan Quinn has been doing a fantastic job with this defense, throwing different looks out there. Um, 
you know, coming with coming up with different ways to blitz and you know, all these blitz packages that he's running with all these stunts and all these different packages that he's throwing out with different type of players. I mean, because of the depth that they have on their defensive line, he's able to only play these guys, you know, 25, 30 snaps. I mean, even their three techs are only playing that many snaps. Yeah. Uh, and most of their defensive ends are playing only only that many snaps. So, um, yeah, th- I, I, I think we can agree that's where the game's going to be won. And that's I think that's where most people are going to be tuning in for. They're not going to be tuning in for the defense versus the, the Eagles' defense versus the Cowboys' offense because we, we all know that um, the Eagles' defense is – is the superior unit out of those two. So I think the game, if the Cowboys are going to win this game, it's got to be on the defensive side of the football. They got to make a play or two on that side. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just was thinking about what we were talking about earlier about like the turnovers and what I was talking about. I mean, if you can get that pressure on Cooper rush, he's been adequate, but he's, he's still a backup quarterback and he's not, he's not a starter for a reason. Like the guy's going to make mistakes. You know, this is, you know, the bright lights and Sunday night football. I mean, if you bring the house, the guy might throw a pick. He might throw a pick six, you know, because he doesn't have escape ability like Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, it, it it's almost like whoever busts out and makes that turnover and makes that, you know, that big play, it's just going to give you a huge momentum swing. And the Cowboys don't, you know, they're used to playing up, like, in front. You know, you guys take the leads, and so do we. We usually take leads. So it's almost like, you know, whoever scores first in an NFL football game has a 60% chance of winning that game. So, so it's yeah. a tough call, even with the coin toss. It's just like Eagles, they, Eagles love to defer, you know, and get get out there and then have the ball in the second half, like that little cushion. So, but I mean, it's it's going to come down to. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I thought there was a deer in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like nine of them there last night, like fighting each other. It was wild. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, if Cooper Rush can maintain his adequacy throughout this game and not be and not try to show off and not panic, then they definitely have a shot. Yeah. So, oh yeah, definitely. So what's interesting to me is um, I think so. Pro Football Focus released these numbers with Jalen Hurts against the Blitz, and he's like bottom of the league at a lot of these numbers against the Blitz. But it's weird because like Cooper rush is like top of the league, but I don't, I like, I look at that and I'm just like, you know, Cooper rush doesn't, I mean, when he's facing the blitz, like, yeah, he doesn't make many mistakes, but I mean, like, he's not like setting the league on fire. (laughs) I think that's a product of Kellen Moore scheming the ball out of his hand so quick. Um, The last time I checked Cooper rush was getting rid of the ball. Uh, I think he was like sixth or seventh in the league in, um, you know, this time. So I think that's a, you know, and that's all, all due credit to, uh, you know, to the receiving core and Kellen Moore scheming it up. You know, the guy's getting open quick. And if, if your guys can win quick, you know, the blitz can't get to you. You know, even a, a, a subpar offensive line is going to hold up for at least two and a half seconds. So, you know, if you can get you can get the ball out of your hands quick, just them quick hitters, them slant routes, those those swing passes, the screens, um, you know, that obviously you're going to show, you know, show up when it comes to the uh, to the numbers against the blitz. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So um, I'm going to do uh, – John, I can't see your face, dude. Oh. All I see is your eyes. There you go. <laughs> Before we get into the uh, the latter part of this discussion, I just want to uh, 
thank our sponsors, Thrive Fantasy. I'm going to do a entry here for you guys for this game. Uh, let me know what you guys think of this uh, entry. So I have Cooper Rush. It's going to be a five-leg entry. Um, I have Cooper Rush under 222 and a half yards. I have, and and I, I, I hate betting Tony Powered because it's so volatile with him because exactly. it's, it's not a, it's not a matter of if he can put the yards up because he can, it's a, it's the matter of how are they going to use him in the run game and are they going to consistently use him? But I think that number 32 and a half, I think coming off that big run that he had on Sunday, I think that the, the coaching staff is going to have more faith in him. I love that over for 32 and a half. Um, Ezekiel Elliott over under 69 and a half uh, rushing plus receiving yards. I'm going to go the under on that. Um, CD Lamb 61 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go under just because I I, I don't trust him against uh, Slay is going to shadow him. Yeah, I don't shadow I, the shit out of him. I do not trust him against uh, Darius Slay and AJ Brown 72 and a half. I'm going to go under on him because I think that Trayvon Diggs is going to travel with him. Oh, yeah, Trayvon absolutely. Diggs has been having a fantastic season this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I put in five entries to this. If you put in $20, you win $410. But if you use my promo code CowboysBeat, you get an 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. You can use that in this uh, entry here. Put $40 into it and you win $820. So... I think it's a good deal over there. I think Absolutely. That, uh, that leg is a, uh, or that entry is a good, um, good little entry there. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting. Man. There's going to, there's going to be a lot. Of, I think there's going to be a lot of unders hit this game. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys yeah, think about it? Absolutely. Because that's, I mean, that's what I said to be in the show. It's going to be, it's going to be a low scoring game. This is going to be a huge highlight down the field, every other play type of thing. I think we can all agree that, uh, you know, whoever pops one off and has that, that that break and that big play is going to have a huge momentum swing and will most likely take the game. But other than that, I think that it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be an old fashioned NFC East showdown. <laughs> it's, it's going to be old school football. As I don't care if Doc's playing or not. This is going to be a this is going to be a fantastic game. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish Doc was playing. I re- I, I really wish he was, man. Because there's that, two mosquitoes having sex on my wall on my porch. Nice. I've never you seen that before. It. That sounds interesting. In the their asses are to each other and they're just flying around like oh. they're like effing each other from behind. That's, that's, that's so weird. Call of the wild. It's the call of the wild. The uh, the oh, NFC, man. There's always I think they have dinosaur blood in there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we wrap it up here, uh, let's get some score predictions. Uh, we'll start with you, Sean. Uh, so per the uh, QBFS podcast the other night. I had it 27-17 Eagles, um, but Vegas kind of freaked me out today because 60-some-odd percent of the money that's been coming in has been on the Cowboys to cover, yet the Eagles have actually moved up in the point spread. It went from 5.5 up to 6.5. Kind of weird. I think it's going to be somewhere closer to, you know, maybe like a a 23-17 Eagles type of game. I think they do pull it out just on the strength of, you know, having a slightly better quarterback. And I think the defenses of the two teams are more evenly matched than the offenses of the two teams. Per football focus, pro pro football focus, the Eagles are the sixth ranked defense and the 
and the Cowboys are the third-ranked defense. The Eagles have the second-ranked offense, and the Cowboys' offense is the 26th or 27th-ranked offense. So, you know, PFF, you got to take some of their stuff with a grain of salt. Um, you know, they do have some awesome Back information. Here, yeah, they, they have awesome information, but sometimes, you know, obviously it's the eye test is what matters. Uh, but I will say that, you know, the discrepancy between the offensive units just in the eye test uh, just gives, in my mind, gives me gives the Eagles the, the slight advantage. And they're the two top teams right now in turnover differential. So, I mean, that's that's huge. That's something to really, really keep an eye on. Yeah, the, the um, two big things about both of these teams is a lot of people don't talk about it, but then you, they talk about it and you're like, oh, it's, they, these teams protect the football. Mm-hmm. They 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 protect the football, whether it's your quarterback, whether it's your running backs, whether it's your wide receivers. They protect the football. They're not turning over. They're not fumbling. Like that game against Jacksonville, every time Miles Sanders ran and he got tackled, I held my breath. I'm like, because <laughs> you just I was waiting for that thing to get swatted out. And friggin' Trevor Lawrence with his you know dove soft hands, just he couldn't even hold on to the football. He was just slipping out of his hands. And Hertz was holding on to the ball, Miles Sanders, all of our guys, we held on to the ball. So that's a big thing. Like both of these teams protect the football and they don't turn it over. And that's huge. Um, not being a homer, Chris, because you know, like yeah, 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 we yeah, talk. But um, I think it's one of the trenches, and I'm I'm I am giving the I am giving the advantage to the Eagles here. but I think it's at 2117. I think it's um I think that the Cowboys have the ball last, then they have to come down and they you know, they have to score a touchdown to win. And, you know, they can't put up three and tie the game or take the lead. And I think that Cooper Rush takes them down. And I, I think it's either a turnover or something sloppy or uh, a turnover on downs. And the Eagles eventually win. But, hey, anything can happen. So, but I'm taking a 21-17 Eagles. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, look, the the Eagles should win this game. Like, there's there's no fans or much about it. Um, however, I you know... might be more talking with my heart than my brain here, but um, I think that the Cowboys defense, this is going to be their coming out party. I think that there are people that still doubt this defense because apparently they haven't faced any good offenses yet. Um, And I think that the way this defense is playing and the camaraderie that they have, they believe in every single one of those guys. And, and, and that defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn is as good as they come. Um, I think that that's going to be where the the game is won. I think that the Cowboys are going to be able to get a turnover or two this game. And um, what's the status on Mylotta, Kelsey, and Dickerson? Kelsey's great. Um, Mylotta is looking like... He's trending towards playing. He he practiced today. And Maddox also going to be back. Dickerson, I think... There was there was no there was nobody on the injured list that did not participate in practice today. Yeah. So okay. Was- so all three of those guys are playing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So I I do believe that the Cowboys' pass rush is good enough to take advantage of some matchups. Like Jordan Mylott is good, um, but I think he can be had from time to time, and I think he's going to have his handful coming off of. Uh, an injury with Micah Parsons 
and some of the other guys that they're going to throw at him on that defensive line. I think the Cowboys are going to be able to get pressure on Jalen Hurts, and I think that that's going to be able to uh, open up some things for the Cowboys' defense. And again, I think that's where the game is going to be won for the Cowboys. I think they're going to be able to make a play or two on defense. And I think their special teams unit, you know, they're one of the better special teams unit uh, in, in the game right now. I mean, that that kid, Kevontae Turpin, if, if he returns a kick, I mean, he's going to get 10 to 20 yards. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's like he catches the ball and it feels like he's already 10 yards up the field. Uh, I mean, that's that kid yeah, is a special good. talent. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, they've been able to to get a few punt blocks and kick blocks here. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong has been absolutely masterful with that. So I think that the Cowboys are going to be able to make a play or two that's going to be able to tilt the uh, tilt the game in their direction. Again, I might be speaking from my heart more than my head here, but uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys 20-17 to 17 in okay. a very tight matchup. I mean, we're all within one possession. I mean, you know, we're all, all uh, calling a one-possession game, and I mean, that just goes to show that, you know, no matter how bad or good the NFC East is on any given year or how bad or good any individual team is, it's, you know, you have these classic rivalries between these teams that are super familiar. There's a ton of bad blood. I mean, look at Lane Johnson and Demarcus Lawrence. They've been going at it with each other for, you know, the better part of a decade now at this point. There's so much familiarity and anything can happen in this division. Anything can happen. Zach Martin and Fletcher Cox as well. That's pretty Yeah. Fun matchup. Did did you guys know Zach Martin has more Pro Bowl selections than holding penalties? That's amazing. That's 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 like one of those stats you look at and you're just like, yo, what the hell? My my friend, he's a diehard Eagles fan. God bless his heart. We were talking and uh, he was like, I was like, we were talking about like offensive line. I'm like, yeah, I think Zach Martin's probably the best guard in the in the game. He's like, oh, of course you would say that. I'm like, well, who's better? And he's yeah. like, Landon Dickerson. No, and I'm like, oh. no, not yet, not yet. Maybe I'm Quentin like, he's good, dude. I, I love Landon Dickerson. I I think that he's one of the better guards in the game. I think he is an he's an exceptional young talent in this game. Maybe at maybe at one time Brandon Brooks would have gave him a run for his money though. Yeah, but, but not, yeah, Dak Martin is undisputedly. I mean, his only competition might be Quentin Nelson from the Colts. Uh, but that offensive line's in shambles right now. Anyway, I would definitely say Zach Martin is is the the best. Uh, offensive guard in football right now. See, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's something to like, so when a team like going back to last year, right? When the Rams beat the 49ers or no, 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 the 49ers beat the Rams twice during the regular season. But then when they played in the playoffs, they, the you know, they lost the Rams won. Do you think there's something to that? That like, cause, cause I almost look at this. And I'm like, look, if we split, I'm kind of cool with it because I think that this could be the NFC championship game. And, you know, I don't I don't want to go in there with already two wins over the Eagles. I mean, like, it kind of yeah, gives you a psychological edge, but. Yeah, it is. It's hard to beat a team three times in, in one year. I mean, that's ridiculous, you know, and, and it is looking like both of these teams are going to be playoff bound. So whether we play in, you know, first round, second round, or the NFC Championship game. Um, it's kind of to both teams' advantage if we split in a weird way. You know, I, neither yeah. of us want to lose to, you know, the opposing team, but 
it's kind of at, to our advantage if we split the season series, if it were to come to a playoff matchup in a weird way. So I get what you're saying there, 100%. Yeah, yeah that's difficult to do, man. It'd be, it'd be the team twice in a season. Like, if you sweep the division like that, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, there are NFL teams out there, let's face it. There, there's guys out there, they're all, t- they're all the best of the best. So to beat any team on one Sunday, let alone two, and for God's sakes, three, so I, I do think there is a little bit to that because I, there's just, I don't know. There, I don't know what the word to use for it is, but there's something there with beating a team three times in a year. And it's, it's almost damn near impossible. You scheme for it. You watch film, you, you adjust, you know, it's, and then and, if the other team comes in there with a chip on their shoulder too, and they don't want to lose three times, you know, fuck that. And not only that, these are two like I would I, I feel comfortable saying that these are two really good football teams, and it's yeah, hard absolutely. to beat a really good football team three times. So yeah. I think that, I mean, without a doubt, I think that these two teams most likely are on a crash course for the NFC Championship, just with the way things are looking right now. Um, I'd be all about that. You know, like there's there's the 49ers um, that are out there. That are, are you know are lurking around that are starting to make a little bit of noise there. Um, maybe the Bucks get it on uh, on track. Um, I think that they will. I think that they're struggling right now, the Buccaneers. But I think that they're, they're going to get it on track here. They'll make a move midseason. And um, last thing before we wrap up, so I know that Howie Roseman has been aggressive in the past to kind of make midseason trades. Um, do you think he's going to do something at the trade deadline? Yes. I don't think it's going to be a big splash, but I think he's going to do something, uh, mostly because where are we going to make the splash? You know, what? how much do we want a mortgage to make a splash and, you know, bring someone into a team that looks, you know, incredibly talented and incredibly cohesive? Um, I think that we're more than likely to trade someone away than we were, you know, trade a, uh, an Andre Dillard or someone, you know, <coughs> of that ilk, excuse me, than bring in a high-profile player, so... That's just my opinion on the matter. Um, I just, you know, I really don't see where we would make that type of, of big splash. You know, you have a, a premier cornerback trio, uh, two, you know, two solid linebackers. You're stout in the trenches, good receiving core, top five tight end, good running game, ascending quarterback. It, it's kind of hard to find where we would, you know, plug and play somebody else from the trade market. Yeah, so, I agree. Barring any type of setback or, God forbid, any type of injury, then. I mean, but Howie's fancy like that. He'll want to go out and make some type of splash. But I agree with Sean. Like, if you can get some more depth on this team, like, even though we have lots of depth and lots of positions, he'll he'll make some type of move. He's, I mean, Howie's, he's just too, he's too almost greedy sometimes. And he's just too, he's just too almost, like, sly. Like, he just wants to go in there. Like, like the, the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and won, like, the trade deadline day, they got JHI, who at the time was like fantastic for like, you know, the what did we get him for like a fourth or fifth round pick to Miami? So, and that just contributed. So, I mean, the more firepower, the better. I saw rumors out there that now that the Carolina Panthers are basically dead in the water, that the Eagles were going to pick for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I, and you know what? I, I don't want him. Yeah, not for that price tag. <laughs> not for that. Not not for the price that they're gonna want. What about what, you? Like, 
I look at this like for the Cowboys, and I'm like, you got you got to go all in this year. Yeah. I mean, you're you're you guys games. can be huge buyers. You, you, I'm like, you're you're winning games with your backup quarterback. You are one of the contenders in this conference. There's no fans or buts about it. Go out there and get a guy. And like, I I look at a few names. Like, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm going and and I'm getting Odell Beckham. And not only am I going to go get Odell Beckham, I'm going to try and trade for Roquan Smith out of Chicago. Yeah. Because I think if if you were to add that guy to this defense, Ooh. I mean, you're already talking about a top three unit, if not the best in the league, to now we're talking about, you know, a a defense that could be the best defense over the past few years if you were able to add a guy like Roquan Smith. And that guy is is one of the top off-ball linebackers in the game. And I think that uh, one thing that this defense is missing is that, you know, stud off ball line. I, I I don't consider Micah Parsons to be an off ball linebacker. No, but I mean, if they were to add that kid, man, like, and I don't even think you wouldn't have to give up a first round pick for him. You'd no. Give up a second round pick, maybe. They're malcontent right now. The Bears are definitely looking to move him because they know he's not going to stick around for the long. He wants ball. nothing to do with Chicago. Yeah, I don't even. even I, just what's the score of that game? I think there was a touchdown. Him, <laughs> even if you just get him for like. Uh, you know, a half year rental, like an eight game rental for a second round pick. If that contributes to you, maybe winning a a, a Super Bowl, you got to go all in. Like this is this the NFC is wide open, and you are one of the teams that can win the NFC. You, you're one of the teams that can win the whole damn thing, and that's got to be your mindset. Like your mindset's got to be, look, we got to go all in. And I mean, I it's a credit to Howie Roseman. I I always talk about it. Howie Roseman, he had his blunders with the drafts, but there's no fans or butts about it. He's a a, a top executive in this league, and, and I, I fully anticipate that the Eagles are actually going to make a move uh, going into the trade deadline. Yeah, he's too, uh, you know, riverboat gambling. Howie, he's got to yeah. he's got to throw his hat into the ring somewhere. He can't he can't let anybody out, be outshined, especially when the Eagles are, are on a roll like that. But I definitely agree, like Chris, if you guys. Get Roquan Smith, and you just up that defense, and that's danger. That's huge danger. That's big time. That's biohazard label. I mean, and, and if I, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm I'm doing it. I'm just like, if I got to give up a second round pick, and we only yeah. get him for half the season, or or even if you even if you're able to sign him, like then then you have a linebacking core of Micah Parsons and uh. And and Roquan Smith and they have some young guys in the hole here that you know haven't been getting much time because of you know the guys that they already have. They drafted a kid, Damone Clark. He had a uh, neck fusion surgery. Um, coming out of the draft, he was expected to be like a second round, first second round pick, uh, but that really you know kind of hurt him there. Um, so I mean they they have some guys coming down the pipe, and if they were to add Roquan Smith with Micah Parsons, I mean man, yeah, no, it's that's yeah, that'd be deadly. That would be deadly. If I'm if I'm Jerry, I'm calling I'm calling the the, the Panthers, you know, because if the Panthers do go full fire sale, you know, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore can probably be had, and adding that type of uh, compliment on the outside, you know, I know um the kid you guys drafted from Southern Alabama, uh, can't think Keelan of his name. Tolbert. Yes, um, you know, I know they're 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 high on him. He's definitely an ascending talent. He's he's really nice. He's right. He's good, man. And you guys just got Gallup back, but. Adding a uh, that type of field stretcher like a Robbie Anderson or that uh, type of playmaker like DJ Moore, 
I think that would be that would be huge for you guys. And you know, obviously Carolina is just tearing it all down, so I'm sure they could be had. I would yeah, keep out for them. Absolutely. So Chris, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. What's that? Is there quarterback controversy in Dallas? No, there's not. There's not a quarterback <laughs> controversy in Dallas. Look, and 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 I I hate if he keeps winning and then Dak comes back and you start losing, then what? Yeah, well, then 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 that's you know maybe something that we'll have to entertain if that happens. But you know, I think Cooper Rush and and this is the one thing that I I, I hate about that whole situation, the quarterback controversy situation, is because Cooper Rush. For a backup quarterback is doing exactly what you want him to do. Yeah. He's doing a really good job for a backup quarterback. And unfortunately, I think with these conversations that people are having, uh, it's getting to the point where it's like now I have to kind of diminish what Cooper Rush has been doing, which I shouldn't have to because he's he's doing an, an adequate job. I mean, like he should be commended for the job that he's doing. But you know, it's the problem to where it's like now you're starting to say that you would rather start him over Dak. I mean, like, look, Cooper Rush, I think he's a very smart quarterback. Uh, he makes the right throws when the play's not there. He checks down or he throws the ball away. Um, you know, when he has to take a sack, he just takes the sack. He doesn't, you know, try and do anything crazy with like throwing the ball away. And some of these things that you see, like a guy like Carson Wentz do, um, Sorry to sorry to take a job there. Who? Uh, <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't he doesn't do those type of things. So he's doing exactly what a backup needs to do. But when it comes to can I win a Super Bowl with this guy? I look at that and I say, Hell no. Can I, I win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Absolutely. I think one hundred percent you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Now Dak will he back and they start floundering, I think that's more of a Kellen Moore problem than a Dak Prescott problem. Because yes. Because he's calling a way better game. He's calling a, not conservative, so to speak, but he's playing to Cooper Rush's strengths and the team's strengths as a whole. So and, I think and, it's a Kellen Moore issue than a Dak. That's the thing. Like, that's the main problem I've had with, with Kellen Moore. Like, I, I said after the Tampa Bay game, I said, I've had it with Kellen Moore. He's a bad offensive coordinator. And the reason why I said that at the time was because when you're ignorant to your team's strengths, that makes you a bad offensive coordinator. The strength of this team is when they run the football. They have a, they have a good offensive line who, like, when they get into run blocking, they're, you know, a really good offensive line. And then they have two good, like, I would say two good running backs. Yeah. Um, I think both of those guys have their weaknesses. But I think that um, with those two together, you know, it it like having those two together kind of accumulates to what you had in Ezekiel Elliott in 2016. Like obviously Zeke isn't the same player, nowhere near, uh, and Power is not anywhere near Ezekiel Elliott. But I think those two together, you can get the same production that you got out of the one Ezekiel Elliott back in 2016, and. I, like I think that that's where the Cowboys have been winning football games over the past few years. When you like when you take responsibility off your quarterback, that's a great thing. And like I look at Dak Prescott, and I put him in the same type of quarterback, not like skill level wise, or like I'm not putting them in the same tier, but I look at him as like a uh, Brady Rogers type, to where I look at those guys as elite game managers. People kind of kill me for that take, but I look at that and I say, hey, look, 
I want my quarterback to be able to manage the football game. I don't yeah. want him losing the football game for me. And like when you have those guys like Rodgers and Brady, I think that they're really good game managers, and that's a great thing. Um, and I look at Dak in like kind of that same way. Um, I don't look at him in the same way as I look at a guy like you know what I'm saying? Like there's kind of tears to it, like 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 yeah. skill set wise. Like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, they're kind of the same type of quarterback to where they got big arms, they're just talented, big and they you, you know what I'm saying? So like I look at Dak Prescott in the same way. Um, and I'm just like, look, if you take as much responsibility as possible off this guy, you're uh you're gonna help him because you're running the football more, and that creates opportunities in the passing game because now you're able to get that play action going. I mean, Cooper Rush is the number one rated quarterback um with play action. I, I think he was going into the Rams game. Uh, you know, if Cooper Rush can do that, Dak Prescott can do that. Yeah. yeah. And, the closing argument when it comes to this Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott debate is this. Dak Prescott can do everything Cooper Rush does. Cooper Rush cannot do everything that Dak Prescott does. And when you look at the numbers that Cooper Rush is putting up, if Dak Prescott put those up, we would be like, what the hell is going on here? But Cooper Rush puts them yeah. up and everyone's just like, start them. Yeah. Or not yeah. everybody, but like there's a lot of people out there that are just like, just start him. And it's just, no. <laughs> He's playing satisfactory football. Yeah. Football is a reactionary game in itself. It's not the same way that, you know, baseball or basketball or hockey, because, you know, 82, 160 some odd games, you know, there's only 17 games in a season. So you see a guy go out there and, you know, perform well for three or four games and go, you know, over, you know, a four game sample, go undefeated and, you know, play within the confines of the offense, move the ball, not turn it over, and everybody's ready to hop on it. I mean, coming from, you know, Eagles fans, we've seen it happen half a dozen times in our lifetime, whether it be A.J. Feely, Jeff Garcia, uh, Kevin Cobb. I mean, come on, the list goes on and on. Boy, Detmer, Ty Detmer, A.J. Boy, Detmer. You know, we've seen it happen. So I think football fans, by their nature, are just reactionary. And, you know, you see a guy come in and, win four games i mean that's a, a quarter of the season yeah. you just went undefeated for so people are yeah let's go yeah. or you or you what? see a guy you know go down and another guy come in and lead that team to their first ever super bowl win he <laughs> sean johnson said the funniest thing he's like the most popular player on the eagles is the backup quarterback <laughs> i was cracking up when he said that because it's true like i i've been living uh, around this area for too long to you know 97.5 you hear the callers calling get the, get this guy in and get that guy in it's it's uh, it's it's, it's, it's what i like to call it's honestly dude it's what i like to call the rocky effect it's yeah. it's what this city is built on. The city is built on being underdogs. We're built on being that nobody believes in us, and that's what Rocky was. Rocky was a long shot. He was a, he was a guy from the streets of South Philly. He got an opportunity. Nobody believed he could do it, and he did it. And that's become our like identity. Like even like mm -hmm. another underdog story was uh, back in seventeen seventy six when you know. <laughs> came over here and, and won that war and declared this is this is like this is our fucking land this is america like you know it was it was right here in philadelphia where that was born so it's the rocky effect man you can go to any sport in this entire city and we love 
we, we love the the underdog guys like Tyrese Maxey. Like he was a late round draft pick, and you know we, now he's like the darling of the, yeah. the Sixers now. Um, TJ McConnell. I'll TJ never McConnell. forget him. Who was to do? Wait, no, no, no. My favorite was God. What was it? Corey Brewer. Remember him? <laughs> Corey, Corey Brewer was the guy who came from like the Timberwolves. Was that the process sixer? Yeah, and he. The yeah, process, yeah, he had the I double zero. Him. He had the double zero, and he was in the one playoff game, and he shut down like James Harden, like everybody. They're getting Corey Brewer jerseys, you know. So it was just like it, it's the Rocky effect. They just. Every, we, they did, we love the underdog. We, we love being the underdog. We love that no one believes in us. We love that no one likes us. And we wear it as like a badge of honor, honestly. And they, they just, they love it. And it's honestly, it's it's the complete opposite of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are the glitz and the glamour. And we have the, the hole in the roof of our stadium so God can watch us play. And we're America's team and we're <laughs> clean cut. And we have we have five Super Bowls. You guys are gutter and dirty northeast of America. Nasty snowballs at Santa Claus. Batteries <laughs> thrown at Philly's players. Eating horse shit. Like... And you like look down upon us, like oh, you're, look at you're still beneath us, us, us glistening cowboys, you know. And yeah. we love it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when yeah. when there's a backup that comes in, we look at that person. If there's like a backup, a small guy, or somebody that's underestimated or comes out of nowhere, we relate with them more and take them more in a, as a, as one of our own than like a number one overall pick. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, Sean, Brendan, absolutely. make sure to plug your stuff before we get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Um, you can follow QB Factory Show. It's Quarterback Factory Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at QB Factory Show. Um, I'll be there Sunday night. And I'll be representing. I'll be going live many times at QB Factory Show. And I'll be checking in with many updates. So stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Go Birds. Thanks for uh, having us on again, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. You know what he said, obviously, the uh, Quarterback Factory Show. You can check me out there um, as well as, you know, MIPscouting.com. Uh, we're also on uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, MIP Scouting. For all of it and you can also check out my eagles work on section 215.com a subsidiary of fansided so um appreciate you having us on man i'm glad we kept it you know 99.9 percent civil so uh, <laughs> i would say 100 percent. i say we've been i i thought we've been civil the entire right. time Listen, we were I, good man. i've been we, living yeah. cowboys fan for the last five years four and a half years so i you know i know yeah how to work. yeah yeah it's I, you have a child with a cow. I have a child. <laughs> you, you bastard. <laughs> I, tr trust me, Brent, Brendan's got plenty of stories of me just pushing people's buttons. <laughs> I just, I know when Chris arrives at UPS because all I hear is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, we'll be like, to like loading up the trucks and be like, is somebody fighting down there? Are they serious? I'm like, no, that's just Christian Rodriguez yelling about the Eagles. <laughs> it's, it's great, dude. I, I, you want to know what? I love You're such that. a blood um, pusher, though, dude. This dude comes in looking like goddamn Iceman from, from freaking Top Gun with these aviator sunglasses on, his Cowboys hat, his Cowboys hoodie that says, 
Cowboys run the East with his Cowboys lunch pail and just walks in smiling, yelling, we them boys. To replace this 98, 98% Eagles fans. And he, and you walk in with this big shit eating grin on your face. And he just starts talking shit. And people look at me right away. I'm like, what I don't know about care. <laughs> At least because you know, like you know, I'm just you know, I, I'm not like really serious about it. Like it's just like I you know, know just, but some just, people just take it so ser- seriously. And I used to give you advice that you're like, what should I do? I'm like, yo, say this, it'll piss them off. Everyone plays me villain, man. You're just stepping into the role. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's all it's all love at the end of the day, you know. Like yeah, like we talked absolutely. about earlier with the guy throwing the beer can at the the other guy like dude i i've never ever felt any urge to violently touch anybody uh yeah based off football unless somebody puts their hands on me yeah yeah then then, then it's a different story wait but yeah it's just wait wait chris before i get out of here there's a video going around of this cow dallas cowboys fan at the rams game he was so drunk he looked like he was like weekend at bernie's like he was walking with like his head completely back, like it was almost <laughs> touching his ass, and he was going downstairs with a beer in his hand, and like literally everybody in the crowd was trying to like help him. But I swear to God, dude, he looked like he was like possessed or like dead. Like he had a beer, and his head was completely back in the sky, and he was just looking up because he, he and he was walking side to side down these steps, and I did. And he was up like where you said, like super high, and I was like. Holy shit! This guy's gonna like fall like four stories. But <laughs> he just had that beer in his hand, and he wouldn't let anybody take it from. Him. So I gotta find I, that. Vi- you have to find a video, dude. I was cracking oh, up. The dude is just like down the stairs <laughs> like this. Yo, I gotta a, check that out. And he's a big, man. and he's I'm, a big I'm, dude too. And people are like, "Whoa, you might want to put yourself together, there, buddy." I'm definitely gonna check that out. Check that well, out, all right, guys. Uh, before I leave, I gotta test something out for the podcast. Just a little. Uh, just a little preview of what's to come. So uh, if you guys haven't already, please make sure to follow me on all my social media page, Cowboy Cowboys Beat on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys Beat over there, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on, on the, the Cowboys, Cowboys Beat, Beat audio, audio podcast. podcast.